Say something smart. Um, something, something quantum physics. Perfect. <laughs> okay, well, we're recording, so. Okay. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Where's My Flashlight? It's been a long time in the making. It has been because things just kept happening. Happening and happening. So, but here we are. We're doing it. And um, I'm Heather. I'm Sophie. And uh, we're going to talk about ghost hunters and other stuff. Yeah, and speaking of which, um, Jason Hawes, our very own Jason Hawes, will be in Canby, Oregon <gasps> on July 30th. Oh and um, yes, it's the Sasquatch Conference, actually, Oregon Bigfoot Festival and beyond. Oh. And it's $25 a ticket, and Heather and I are going to be there. And we're going to we get tickets? to Jason Hawes. Uh, it's happening. I'm making it happen. Okay. Um, even okay. if I sell myself on the corner, it is gonna happen. I don't. I don't know if you need to go that far, but. Um, oh, okay. It's hyperbole, but still. Yes. Um. So nothing against yeah. sex work. Sex work is real work. It is, and I've done it. But in any case, me too. So, yay! Okay, cool. Um, I have so, an yeah, OnlyFans and everything. <laughs> yes. Did you know that um, about me? Mm -hmm. um, so, in any case, yeah. So, Oregon Bigfoot Festival and Beyond on July 30th. Jason Hawes of Ghost Hunters mm. will be there. And we will get to meet him. And then also, Bob Gimlin of the famous Patterson-Gimlin Bigfoot film from oh. 1967. Mm -hmm. Which still, today, is our best video evidence of Sasquatch ever. I just I saw a thing with Les Stroud talking about that. Right. Actually. Yeah. Uh, Bob Gimlin will be there and also Cliff Barrackman, or Barrackman, however you pronounce that, the guy from that Bigfoot reality show. I can't remember. It was Expedition Bigfoot or... Is there... Bigfoot are they going to have the, the guy in the shorts and the with the beard that steals beer out of people's coolers. Is that guy going to be there? Because I want to meet him. <laughs> I hope so. Me yeah, too. I, I, definitely, I definitely hope so. Um, and then we can say, look, there's Bigfoot. Yeah. We caught him. We Best have video. proof. <laughs> right. I should take my camcorder with us. I agree. Then we can get our own Bigfoot film yeah i think that's a great great idea um but just to uh you know that was just my that was my special announcement mm -hmm. now we are going to return to your regular scheduled program oh okay well, so how are you uh i'm good i uh went 
to a place today. I was volunteering to talk to people about how to compost. So that Wait, was... were you volunteering or were you voluntold? I was volunteering. I don't know. Okay. That hurt my brain. <laughs> um. Yeah, so we had the the composter recyclers of Clark County had um, a table, a booth at Art in the Garden today up at Naturescaping what's, what's of Southwest Washington. What's Art in the Park? What Art in the Garden? Oh yeah, it's this thing that Naturescaping puts on where different local artisans. It's kind of like Saturday Market, but in a garden instead of oh. under a bridge. So they might bring like a special hybrid rose that they created or something like that. Well, yeah, there were some people selling plants, but it was just like any kind of art. They had like ceramics and painting and clothing with some stuff. Oh, okay. So it's more artis artisanal. Oh, yeah, so it was yeah. just like these people, they had like little booths set up throughout the area. And we had oh. our little booth set up to talk to people about composting. Ooh. And uh, I got to see, I got to meet a fan, which was very <gasps> really fun. I do have fans because the, um, the Wastebusters challenge that I do every year. Um, mm -hmm. I'm always, you know, like the the winner, basically. And um, so I'm like, you know, I'm kind of a big deal. And uh, my friend Bree was there today, and she's always um, she's always in my team with the trash pandas. And uh, she brought her boyfriend with her today, and I guess he was part of the trash pandas this year and so he knew who I was from Wastebusters and my name on Wastebusters is always Batgirl so Bree was like this is Batgirl and he was like oh what really and he like grabbed my <laughs> hand it was pretty awesome <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, it's fun to be a celebrity yes that's awesome yeah, so it was a good day. It was kind of warm. I got sunburned a little, but, you know, I was just cooped up in the house for like 11 days straight, so I felt like I needed to get out and get a little bit sunburned, so I did it. Yeah, I wouldn't know what that feels like. Are, are you still cooped up? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm finally negative. Um... You know, dear listeners, Heather and I both contracted COVID uh, round about the exact same time. So probably when we were hanging out with each other at a Weird Al Yankovic concert. Yeah. Um, you know, who knows? Maybe I gave it to her. Maybe she already got it from somebody else. Maybe, maybe I gave it to you. <laughs> or maybe we oh, both yeah. got it somewhere else and then just happened to hang out at the same place. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, mean, who, who knows? It's hard to say, yeah, but... Yeah, I mean, it is more fun when there's somebody to blame, but we don't need to play that blame and shame game yeah. anymore. 
Yeah. Um, it, life just happens. Yeah, shit happens. And I, you know, frankly, the silver lining of it for me is, it's like having a, another booster, if not better, because my body beat it, and your body beat it, and yeah. so now, like pretty highly unlikely we're going to contract the same variant again yeah i hope not i mean i didn't really have it very bad um i think i really only had like any kind of like annoying symptoms for like two days like the first day i had a fever and a headache and a sore throat and i was really congested and then the next day, day two, my fever and headache were both gone. And then I just had the sore throat and congestion. And that lasted for another two or three days. And then after that, it was just like fatigue. Mm. For so I had me, a pretty the hardest... mild case. I'm sorry, what was that? Oh, I just said that I had a pretty mild case of it. Yeah, for me, I think the worst part was like the first day or two I felt like I got hit by a dump truck mm -hmm. like my whole body hurt from mm -hmm. head to toe muscle and bone and integumentary system mm -hmm. everything all the oh. yes every fiber yes my whole everything that connected me together felt like it hurt and God, um so smart <laughs> thank you <laughs> um <laughs> yeah just like yeah all of my parts, in, in essence, mm -hmm. felt like I'd been hit by Bruce Lee. And so once that, you know, subsided, though, it wasn't it wasn't that actually that bad. It was more that it was, I think it, the proper word would be malingering Ooh. or something. I don't know if that's the proper word, but it just it just lasted. Yes. Like, it was milder, but lasted for a longer time. Persistent. Yes. Persistent. That's the word. Yeah. I don't even know what malingering, I don't even know what that means. I don't know. We could probably look it up, but I'm not going to. Yeah, I'm too lazy. Yeah. Somebody, somebody in the listening squad, you know, you can school us. And yeah. Eat. Give us the definition of malingering, because we're too lazy <laughs> to Google it. <laughs> I've just, like, had no energy, like, at all for, like, almost two weeks. Like, that fatigue mm -hmm. and brain fog is fucking real. And, mm -hmm. oh my god, I just, like, I feel like I was asleep for, like, three days straight. Like, I really don't remember last, like, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Mm -hmm. I feel like... Other, other than on Friday is when I tested negative. Right. That's the only thing I remember about, like, those three days. Because I was just, well, they, like, in a mild to moderate coma. Right, yeah. And um, they are saying, I was reading in some, I don't know, some, some pretty legitimate articles that sleep is the best thing you can do mm -hmm. when you have covid because mm -hmm. it seems to be the best thing to fight it. I don't know if I was actually asleep, though, or if I was just, like, brain dead. <laughs> you know, I just, Did I you? don't, it's all just a blur. I don't know. 
Did you see a white light? Did you have any out-of-body experiences? That no. You recall? No, okay. but I did watch a lot of Dateline. <laughs> no! Heather! Oh my god. I love it, and I can't stop, and I won't stop. You don't have to. I, I need to know how to not get murdered. You know, I need I, to... Yeah. So basically what I've learned so far, as a, as a woman, mm -hmm. if I want to not get murdered, I have to never leave the house, mm -hmm. uh, but also never be home alone, mm -hmm. but also never be home with anybody because you're more likely to be killed by people you know than by strangers. Mm -hmm. um, also to never date, yeah. um, don't drive a car. Same. Don't right. spend money. Don't wear clothes that make you feel cute. Um, don't talk to anybody. Don't, don't look at anybody. Right. Don't be nice, but don't be or rude. Help. Right. Um, don't help people. Don't, don't help, help random people. Don't help people. Don't ask for help. Uh, I mean, I'm probably leaving out a lot of things, but that's like the basics. Like basically, just don't do anything if. If you don't want to get murdered because like all of those things I just said have led to people getting murdered in some way right and, and also stay single for the rest of your life because I think a third of all homicides or femicides are perpetrated by uh, a lover or partner, a partner. Of some kind. yeah it's true um, so yeah, it's it's one of those like no matter what you do, like your odds of getting murdered or you know, as a woman, you know, right. I don't know all the exact statistics, but uh, just stop being a woman. That's basically what we were taught. <sighs> and also, yeah. you know, never go to the bathroom alone. Never go <laughs> out alone. Don't walk to your car alone. And if you do, make sure that you have your keys between your fingers. Mm -hmm. And have your pepper spray at the ready. You know. Take self-defense classes if you can. It's, it's always helpful. It's or a, martial arts classes. Like, since I was a little kid, I've been told, you know, here's how to stay alive. Don't yell rape. Yell fire. Because mm -hmm. people right. are less likely to help you if you yell rape. Mm -hmm. But they'll come for a fire, which is horrible. What kind of horrible world are we living in? I know. But with Fucked that up. said, with all that said, I did actually make a new online dating profile. So, <laughs> <laughs> so in my yeah. in my COVID stupor, I was like, "Oh, this seems like a good idea. Let's try this again." Mm. So we'll see. Maybe next time we record, I'll have an update on that. Yeah, or maybe. If you if you need any assistance, I can I can roll the tape back for you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hey, I have all of these recordings on my laptop, so I I have not forgotten. We should we should have a um, you know, like a, a new little uh, section of the podcast where we just talk about like the worst dates that we've been on, oh, just yeah. to remind ourselves what's out there. Um, We'd probably get a lot more listeners, actually. We probably would. So, um, you know, I don't know. Like, I, as soon as I started this newest profile, I basically, 
within the first hour already had to block somebody. <laughs> Did they send you dick pics? No, the the thing that I'm using, um, you can't send photos to each other. Okay. So you you have to start communicating outside of the app to be able to sell to send pictures. So, mm -hmm. um, but through the app itself, you can't. But he basically. You know, I told him that I'm into, like, composting and stuff, and he was like, oh, come over and build a compost system for me. And I was like, oh, I charge money for that. And he was like, I'll cook for you. And I was like, uh, that's not money. <laughs> <laughs> Food isn't money, my dude, and I can cook for myself, so... You know, yeah. but I, I feel like saying things like, I can cook for myself, you know, that's probably the reason I'm still single is because I say things like that to people and they're like, you know, hey, right? let me cook for you, let me do this thing for you. And I'm like, fuck you, I can do it myself. Mm-hmm. You know, right. that's why well, I'm still single. Right. Well, I mean, this isn't a barter system, you know? Uh, no. And... I just, I don't know, just this whole attitude where he wasn't like, oh, I would love to learn more about that, or, you know, maybe someday you can help me build one or something. He was just like, you should build one for me. Mm -hmm. Like, fuck you. Google it, dude. You can do it yourself. Mm -hmm. You can kiss right. my ass. And the fact that he, like, wants you to come over to his house, like, immediately, without even getting to know you. I like, know. It's like... That's a bit creepy. You know, I'm that's not 30 anymore, you know? like Yeah, like, you want to Netflix and chill? I ain't got time for you, buddy. That's mm -hmm. right. I really... I just... Ugh. And then I had to block somebody else, because his opening line was like, Hey, you like dirty jokes? Uh, ew. It's like, well, yeah, who doesn't? But that's not right. how you open this conversation, dude. Yeah. That's just terribly awkward and inappropriate for your opening line, I feel like. He's too many, yeah. Yeah, so, you mm. know, that's happening. So, um, yeah. yeah, next I'm, next I'm still week. abstaining. Good. Mm -hmm. Good. Yeah. It doesn't mean that I haven't had, you know, urges. Sure. I just haven't, haven't been acting on them. You're a human being. You're an adult woman. You're allowed to have right. urges. Right. Exactly. It's a whole other thing to, yeah. to be controlled by the urges. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't know, for, for me anyway, like a lot of urges, I can take care of myself. Mm -hmm. Just like I can cook for myself, I can build my own compost system, I can take care of my own urges. Mm -hmm. I don't can, need a man. Yeah, you can, you can trap animals and... I know, I'm a state certified fur trapper. <laughs> Right. You can you can live off the land. You know how to grow plants. I know. I'm so cool. Mm -hmm. 
sometimes I, I just I just wish that I had like more upper body strength, but that's something I can work on too. So absolutely, that's, I just I actually just cause. worked. I'm sorry, what was that last part? Oh, I said it's not a lost cause. No, I actually just worked on that yesterday as Ooh. a celebration of finally testing negative. Yay! For COVID, I I went to the gym and the guy there was like welcome back Sophie oh. and I was like oh, thank you Aww. because it, it had literally been like I don't know I, I'd been donating to that gym pretty much I wasn't going so yeah so yeah it did it felt really good to be welcomed back because I do know the employees there I'm pretty buddy buddy with them when I see them so it, it's like nice to be remembered <laughs> That's beautiful. I'm happy for you. Thank you. <sighs> I might get a gym membership. Planet Fitness is the cheapest around that I've found and that that doesn't like force you into, you know, a contract. Yeah. That's what I found. But mm. yeah, I'll think about it. I'll look into it. Yeah. There might be something else in the cove where you live, so. Yeah. Well, there's the Y that I really like. Oh, yeah. So, and that's really close by. And they have a pool. Did you get that swimsuit? I haven't yet, but oh, man. I'm <laughs> going to. So, <laughs> listeners, you may have seen... On social media, there are pictures going around of people wearing uh, bathing suits, like a one-piece bathing suit that is, like, printed with, like, a male chest and abdomen. Um, so it looks like you're naked, but you're wearing this, like, one-piece bathing suit, and it's, like, all hairy. There's different ones you can get. You can get one where the, the male form is wearing like this really creepy bathing suit <laughs> so it's like a bathing suit in a bathing suit it's you know it's very meta um so I'm not gonna get that one I'm just gonna get like the full nude male torso bathing suit um and I decided that um when I wear it I'm gonna wear like shorts or something so you can't tell instantly that it's a bathing suit <laughs> you know, so people think that, you know, they have to, like, take a second look to figure out what they're seeing. <laughs> and also, I'm going to wear my little underwear shirt that we've discussed on previous episodes. My little tidy whities made into a shirt over this bathing suit. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. It's going to be real classy and real sexy for my trip to the East Coast. You know, it would be really extra is if you shaved off some of your pubes and mm -hmm. then like made a little like like chest piece out of them uh-huh and then like tucked it down into your oh. swimsuit mm -hmm. <laughs> i don't know what you would call that i don't know either uh, i mean it's almost like a dicky but like mm -hmm. not quite <laughs> like a pubic hair dicky mm-hmm that just conjured so many images in my mind that I never wanted to see, but here we are. Uh, yeah. 
our listeners probably saw that. It's yeah, I apologize for saying <sighs> things like pubic hair dicky, but on behalf of our audience, I forgive you. Thank you. Thank you You're so welcome. much. Um what else is happening? Um just missing a lot of work and uh kinda liking it and kinda hating it at the same time is like the shittiest vacation ever. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, you know, I'll figure out how I'm gonna be able to pay my bills and stuff. Mm. I'm gonna have to uh, I I had to apply to HR to see if I can get, you know, paid time off from their donation pool that the employees donate to. And um, one of my coworkers was so sweet. She was like, not even like worried about anything. She was just like worried about me and my health and was like, I can, I have a ton of time off. If you have any troubles with the paid time off bank, like, let me know. I'll donate to it for you. And I was just like, Aww. oh, you're so sweet. That's really nice. Mm. Yeah, somebody was like, oh, I hope you're getting paid time off. And I was like, um, I don't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, no, I'm not getting paid time off. So, I, you know, nobody was paying me for those days that I was asleep the whole time. It's actually, it's actually worse because you're a student, and so you're, no matter what, if you're sick or not, you still have deadlines. Yeah, and not only that, but... I decided I was a genius and I was like, I don't want to take like a class that'll take the whole summer because I'm going on these trips in August and, you know, so if I take a class, I want it to be over sooner. So I took a four week condensed class. So it's like 11 weeks squished into four weeks. And I was like, this will be fine because I don't have anything else to do during that time, right? wrong because in week two guess who tested positive for covid it was me (laughs) and then my brain stopped working and i had to email the teacher and be like i have covid i'm too stupid to do homework and he was like that's cool so he's been really flexible and really supportive but you know like class is over this friday nice and so I'm like, you know, I have like half of a quarter's worth of homework to do in a week. Mm. So that'll be fun. Luckily, I don't anybody, have anything to do except this. If anybody, if anybody can do it, I think it's you. Thank you. I mean, I have taken two exams for this class, both during my covid sickness and on one of them i got 94 percent and on the second one i got 95 percent so i mean i did something right you know like my covid brain is working a little bit at least brain fog can't keep this woman down that's right it's just the the hardest part like the the exams weren't that 
difficult, really, because, like, I know the stuff. It was just the typing for, like, the short answer questions, because I couldn't get my fingers to do what my brain said. So a lot of words I had to, like, you know, delete and try to retype and spell them properly, because the letters would just come out in any order. Like, they were all the right letters, just in the wrong order. Mm -hmm. You know, because my fingers were just like, oh, I know that word. And just, you know. Um, but the discussion boards, the discussion boards are hard, because I have to, like, you know, say something meaningful to progress the discussion along and say smart things and, you know, engage with my classmates. <laughs> and I'm sitting over here just like, okay, let's make one complete sentence with citations. So, oh, but I've God. somehow done it. It's just like I had to do this one and it ended up being like 300 words, which is barely anything. But it took me like six hours to do the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I just, I, I'm like in slow motion. Like, I'm, I'm feeling better now. Like, today I feel really good, but just like for that, you know, week and a half, I was just like, Ugh. and a week and a half out of four weeks, that's like almost half the, the whole class that I was, you know, totally brain dead, so. Right. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I think it'll all work out. It'll be fine. Yep. You know, I just, I've decided, I think I told you this on a text, it's like, I don't want any more viruses this year. No. You know, no. like, I already fought off fucking COVID-19, hepatitis C, like, I'm just, I'm done with viruses. Mm -hmm. No more viruses. So, basically, I'm just... You know, I'm going to wear a mask forever for the rest of my life, and I'm never having sex again. <laughs> yep. That's... You You heard it here, listeners. Yeah. Let's roll the tape back. <laughs> <laughs> please do. Sophie, please remind <laughs> me that I said that. Okay. Okay, so should we get into this, uh... This episode of Ghost Hunters that we're supposed to talk about? Yeah, it's probably a good idea. Kitty, okay. what are you eating? Um, so there were two cases on this one, so I thought that we both could, you know, we each could take one of them to discuss. Yeah, unfortunately, on my end, with the discs that I have, it doesn't um. say what the titles of the episode are. It just says the number. Uh-huh. Um... But basically, it's season one, episode eight. Yes. It, the name of it is Fortuna and Topton. Ooh. Yeah, because those are the names of the places they go. Right. It's not a very exciting name. Right. So, in the first one, Fortuna, um, they introduced Sherry, a brand new investigator. Well, we already met Sherry, remember? Oh, she oh, was back. Right. She's back in the beginning because I wrote down. I was like, "Oh my God, is that Sherrickter?" Oh, remember duh. when I called her Sherrickter? Yes, <laughs> that was one of my better 
moments, probably. Yeah. That so, was pretty neat. Yeah. I don't know what episode she was in before, but she's been on it once before. But anyway, yeah, so she, she was back this time. Yep, you're right. And so I, I'd forgotten about that. Thank you for reminding me. And um, basically, Andy Andrews yes. very enthusiastically took her through the client's um, house and just had her, like, take her EMF detector around to basically discover that there's electromagnetic frequencies all throughout the house and yeah, so it's crazy kinda, right it's like kind of useless to even use one because mm -hmm. you're just going to end up getting a, a false reading um and it was pretty much just a lot of you know debunking mm -hmm. um which, which I loved um, because, you know, they, they listened to the reports and, and they were able to, like, go through and figure, figure it out. And they didn't get any evidence. And so they were just like, I don't know what to tell you, um, but we didn't catch any evidence, but this could explain it, like, why you're experiencing these things. Um, I love how thorough they are. Yeah. That's pretty much all I gathered from it because I was mostly distracted um, while I watched the whole thing. Mm hmm Yeah, it basically, like, the claims of activity for this place were basically that, like, up on the the fourth floor of the building, and it's, like, it's in a... It's in Philadelphia, like, in an older neighborhood where there's just all these, like, row houses, like, all connected. And they're, like, four stories tall. And it's just, like, the whole block is just all these row houses, right? So every single house is connected to the house next door all the way down. And so, like, on the fourth floor, you know, they'd hear, like, disembodied voices or, like, somebody singing. But there's nobody there. And so, you know... They, they saw an apparition of a lady in the window. Yeah, knocking on the window and saying, help me. And it's like, it turns out that was like an actual living human woman who probably <laughs> actually needed help. Like, because <laughs> yeah. like the neighbors were like, yeah, people go up there to smoke and, you know, hang out and stuff. And like, you know, Grant and uh, Andy go out there and there's just like all this garbage and like beer cans and cigarettes and you know people like hang it there's a sleeping bag people like hang out up on these rooftops and the neighbor was like sometimes people get locked out you know and like so this woman probably got locked out on the roof and saw like oh there's a light in this this little window I should go see if these people will help me and they got all freaked out and instead of like figuring out you know like is this a person what does she need they just got freaked out and like ignored her. <laughs> it's like that's that's kind of I don't know. Not, she should yell cool, fire, dude. Exactly. Hey, there's a fire up here. Yeah. So you know, and also they figured out that like the walls are thin, and you know, so you can hear everything from multiple floors, from multiple houses. You can hear stuff going on outside, and they can hear you. 
So like, um, excuse me, I'm going right. to cough over here. It's okay. <coughs> and Bless it's so you. funny too, because the, the land lord was like, I can't rent it to anybody because everybody thinks it's haunted. And yeah, and it's like, you probably can't rent it because it's fucking trashed. <laughs> you know, but that's, I'm not here to judge anybody, obviously. Um, but yeah, I mean, though, rumors can spread among the college students, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, they probably had that in their mind while they were smoking, you know, truckloads of marijuana in their room upstairs when the lady came and so they were high out of their gourd and paranoid when she came over and they had that in their mind that the place was haunted and so immediately assumed well how could somebody get up there it must be a ghost i need to pause for just a second is that Uh, okay okay. I'll, i'll be right back though back there we go I know how to push buttons okay sorry everybody I was gonna like cough a million times so I had to get a drink of water Understandable. yeah so did we say everything we needed to say about the Fortuna apartment in Philadelphia pay mm. yeah I think I think so I think we summed it up quite well I mean basically I just love that they debunked it they debunked it all and then they went to the owner and explained everything to the current renters that basically y'all are idiots yeah basically and I, I wrote down on the reveal the first thing I wrote is shit and shy Nola because they didn't they didn't find shit or Chinola. Um, yeah, and I think the lesson here is that if you, you know, if someone like knocks on your door or window and asks for help, you know, maybe it's a ghost, but maybe it's like an actual human person who really needs help. So you should find out. But it could also be a murderer, according to Dateline. So, mm-hmm. you know, but find out first before you just decide to not help. Mm-hmm. You know, right. that's, I think that's the takeaway from, from that. Yeah. <clears throat> oh my god. I haven't talked to this much in weeks. Um, Clean out the cobwebs. I know. The brain cobwebs, especially. Okay, so the second case is at this, like, bar and restaurant called the Topton House. Um, I did not write down where it was. But it's in Pennsylvania also, like, near Philadelphia, I guess. Um, so the, the claims, I guess, supposedly a little girl died in one of the dining rooms and her spirit is there and like trips people and moves drinks and whatever um 
you know, a bunch of psychics have rolled through there and been like, I won't go in there. Too many ghosts. There's too many spirits. And the Uh, owner is just like, yes, and just believes everything. Um, There was like a reflection in the window of a woman in a blue dress and a bun. Uh, Things were thrown in the kitchen and one of the daughters smelled roses in the basement. So that's like the claim. A phantom smell. A phantom smell. Remember when that was your name on MySpace? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was quite proud of that. I didn't understand why other people didn't think it was as cool as I did. I thought it was hilarious. (laughs) It was perfect for Halloween, too. Yeah. Um, Let's see. So, on this one, we get to meet Andy Andrews' wife, Amy Andrews, and she's cute, but she's a Reiki master, which I'm skeptical about, but... Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's some drama, because Brian is like, I think Steve and Sherry like each other. And that could cause drama. And it's like, well, it's only causing drama because you're talking about it. Right. You know, like, I never saw Steve and Sherry do anything scandalous. And it's like, Brian, you're one to talk about causing drama. So. He was, he was looking for it. Yeah. And uh, so who cares? Maybe they were flirting, you know. But, like, people are allowed to flirt and it doesn't mean that they're going to necessarily do anything about it. Right. And even if they did start dating, that wouldn't have to, like, cause a problem. Right. You know, as long as people are, like, adults and whatever. Yeah, Brian, quit being such a busybody. Yeah, for real. Um, But they, they do a lot of debunking and, um, you know, they try to figure out, like, where that smell in the basement could have come from and it's like that could be from anything you know there's just there's so many things that could cause you to smell like a random smell where you don't think it belongs um right because who knows that maybe like somebody spilled something on the floorboards from a hundred years ago and you stepped on it and somehow it released it from the wood that absorbed it yeah like we don't know how that shit works yeah or like somebody is outside or upstairs that has like too much perfume on yeah and and it wafted down like they walked through there and left it behind or something yeah there's like so many things it doesn't mean it's a ghost And it seems like in a lot of these cases, like this one is a really good example where like every single thing that happens, these people are like, it's a ghost. It's haunted. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, she has all these like sensitives and psychics and whoever coming in and like confirming that for her instead of trying to actually investigate it and see what could Mm -hmm. actually be causing it. And so she's like, it's haunted. I'm convinced. And so, like, Taps comes in, and they don't find shit. They don't even see a piece of dust on the monitors. You know, like, Uh for once, they're not like, here's an orb that's actually dust. You know, like, there's nothing. 
and uh, like the only thing that happens is that weird um, like where the IR camera is like trying to focus and it looks all weird for a second and even that they're like oh well I mean that could be caused by energy and energy is the haunting blah 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 and Jason and Grant are like or it could just be like a weird camera malfunction you know like where it's trying to focus and it's it's yeah. basically having difficulty focusing based on light coming in from the door yeah or and like so that. it's like just like a glitch and you know cameras and stuff have glitches all the time it's not a ghost right you know and um so the lady i wrote down in capital letters she mad <laughs> you know like she was not happy at all that they didn't find anything and that they were telling her like you can't just accept everything as a evidence of a haunting you know like you need actual evidence <laughs> Right, but Jay, like Jay was very tactful about it. Oh, they're so like, diplomatic. I wouldn't be. I would. I would just be like, y'all are stupid. You know, <laughs> I'm not nice enough to have their job. Well, that's why Jay had Grant tell the owner. Um, I mm -hmm. think because he knew that he would be a little bit too direct and blunt because that's just his personality. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's why he had Grant do it because Grant is a lot better at reframing things in a kinder way. Yeah. Let, breaking it down gently and more diplomatically to the clients. Yeah. Client, whatever. Yeah, so they were basically like... You know, all these people have had, like, personal experiences, and we believe those people had those experiences, but we can't just say, well, your place is haunted, just because these people had undocumented experiences. Right. Yeah. So. It's basically just, you know, personal experiences, although important, and, like, giving you some indication that, like, okay there may be something going on here, but you you have to have the evidence to back that up as well, which would really help prove that, okay, yes, it is indeed haunted or has paranormal activity, yeah. as Jay would arbitrarily deem it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's not haunted, but there is paranormal activity. Right. What's the difference, Jason? Maybe we'll yeah. meet him at that Bigfoot thing and we can ask him. Oh my god, that yes, that's and been our... he'll, he'll get annoyed because probably a million people have asked him that same question. It's you know, you're probably right. Um, but maybe he'll thing... be on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh my god, that would be awesome. Uh, maybe he'll finally tell his personal experience <gasps> that got him involved in the field. But anyways, I, I love the pull my finger pen. I wasn't mature enough to handle that. No. And that is not what I thought it was when they first picked it up. Uh, yeah, we both know what that, we thought That's that all was. I'm going to say about that. I was like, <laughs> where is where does that go? Like... Yeah. And if I found something that was shaped like that in a stranger's home, I would not just pick it up. 
Right. Because you don't know where that thing has been. You don't know what it's and for. It, and he picked it up in the dark, no Yeah. Less. So it's not like he could have really known what it was. And I mean, maybe well. I'm some kind of like sex pervert or something, but I mean, let's, we're, let's, Let's all be honest, you know, it's the year 2022, I think, and we all know about things that are shaped like that. Yeah, let's just call a, a dildo a dildo. Yeah, you know? exactly, and that's what I thought it was. I was like, Hold, are they, what? <laughs> I don't remember mm -hmm. this part. I don't remember them finding a dildo in this apartment, because I'd remember that. But then it starts making, like, fart noises, and I was like, what kind of dildo makes fart noises? <laughs> or queef noises. Oh, yeah. God. I know. That'd I be was, great. My brain went to, like, the grossest, darkest place, and I was just like, oh, my God, what is wrong with me? Yeah. No, I mean, and, and the, <sighs> the dudes on the show were so excited about this little toy that they found. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty funny, like, once it kind of, once we all kind of figure out what it is. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, especially when Steve starts doing it, like, over and over and over again when they're trying to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Just, like, this long string of fart noises when they're trying to have a discussion. <laughs> I really appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. I do, too, because that's basically all their talking sums up to. Yeah. <sighs> Just a bunch of farting in the wind. That's right. That's um, right. And then to cap off our lovely, you know, I, I want to call this the skeptics episode. Because mm -hmm. it was just, it's pretty much just both places they went to it was all just about debunking and to think critically that you know 90% of the time there's going to be a normal explainable thing causing whatever event you know mm -hmm. and <clears throat> so I think that that's better because it's like you know anybody who may be an aspiring um, ghost hunter of any kind or investigator in the field will hopefully see that and learn from it and therefore not make the whole field as a whole look bad. Yeah. Potentially. So, um, and then at the end, ooh, do you want to tell them about the reveal to Frank? Do I or do you? I don't care. Let, you can do it this time. Aw, you're so sweet to me. Oh, my love. Um, uh, aw, I am love you. Um, so, yeah, you know, in the previous ep episode, if y'all remember, uh, um, basically, Frank the sound guy got attacked by an unseen assailant, and it completely knocked him to the ground and they caught footage of it actually uh thank god so that they could you know reflect and see what actually happened and were able to see it was completely a paranormal event there is no explanation for why his sound equipment just flipped up and hit him and knocked him straight to the ground with that much force um 
And so, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm glad that Jason showed it to him because he, he recognized, he's like, he knew that, you know, Frank was basically going to replay that event over and over in his mind and have questions and wonder, you know, about what happened and, and maybe go through phases of denial or anger bargaining, maybe the five stages of grief, who knows what Mm -hmm. he, he would go through around the event. And so, um, yeah, he showed him the actual footage of it happening to him, to him, and was like, yeah, I wanted you to see this because I didn't want you wondering what the fuck happened for the rest of your life, you know? So, and I think that is extremely valid. What do you think about it? <coughs> Sorry. Um, what do I think about it? I like that they gave him time to kind of process what had happened and then, like, sit down and talk to him about it and show him the footage because he hadn't seen it yet, but everybody else had seen it, you know, Um, and, you know, show him what happened to him so that he could try to reconcile, like, what happened with what he felt, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, right, and, and, and then Jason asked more question, more follow-up questions when he has a clearer head and has had time to reflect on the event to be like, yeah, was there anything going through your mind? Like, what, what, what do you think? You know, yeah, like they were able to talk about it more, and you know, the um, the narrator Mike Rowe is like, Frank comes to terms with blah blah blah, and it's like, no, I don't think that he does. <laughs> I don't think I've come to terms with it, and I've seen it a million times. So, like, I can't mm-hmm. imagine if it happened to me, like, I don't know that I would come to terms with it that quickly. But, um, you know, but I do really like that they they gave him that time, and then Jason sat down and, like, walked through the video and all the stuff and his thoughts and feelings and just all of his reactions to it and um, I really like that you know especially because so many times you know Jason comes off as kind of like a hard ass you know and uh, but really he's just like a big teddy bear and you know you can tell like he really cares about Frank and really wanted to make sure that like he was okay yeah or like he- as okay as you could be you know, following something yeah. that scary. Yeah, he was very compassionate, I I feel. Mm-hmm. But also honest and direct about it, mm-hmm. you know? He didn't try to, like, paint it, like, little fl- flowery verbs or, or try to change his language in a way, but he did, like, give it gent- a little bit gentler than normal. Mm-hmm. Um, so that shows that, like, he did take some care and consideration into it. But I think that if something happened to me like that I would want to know the facts and I would want to Mm -hmm. be told told directly you know rather than have somebody diplomatically tell me what happened and then have me confused afterward and being like wait what yeah don't coddle me you know Mm -hmm. right and I mean it's good that they have that video too because if it was just like oh this is what 
I saw that happened, you know, out of the corner of my eye when I wasn't paying attention to you, you know, mm-hmm. like if they had, you know, Brian or Mike or anybody else who was there at the time, you know, if they asked them, like, what did you see? They weren't paying attention to, to Frank, so how would they know? So just that, you know, they happened to get that video, I think is like really helpful for Frank to deal with it, to like see you know, frame by frame what happened. So, and I I think it's good so that he knows, like, he didn't imagine it. Right. You know, or he he didn't blow it out of proportion or, you know what I mean? Like, this is what happened to you. Yeah, and he even, uh, I like that Jason even showed him the infrared footage. Yes. Uh, of the inflamed tissue on his face, showing all that heat that went to his face of what happens when you get hit. Yeah, because he didn't even really remember getting hit in the face. Like, Uh that's how shocked he was by the whole thing. He was just like, you know, I don't even remember. Like, wouldn't that leave a mark? And that's when Jason is like, well, here, look at the thermal that we got just moments later. (laughs) like there was a mark like definitely you got hit so you know I think that that I mean for me if I was Frank obviously I'm not Frank but if that was me like I would want to see all of that footage like I'd want to have all the information you know right I think that that would help me like deal with it come to terms with it, as Mike Rowe says. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine how I would handle something like that. I don't think... I don't think I've ever been... Actually, I have been touched by a ghost before mm-hmm. while I was awake. Um, and it was at the Hawthorne Theater, actually. Oh. Nope. No less. Hey, that's yeah. right by where I saw that Bigfoot guy in the shorts and tube socks with the beard and everything. <laughs> <laughs> that's just right, standard. Right Port- there on the corner. That's just, that's know, just they're, standard Portland. There are dime a dozen out there. Mm-hmm. Yep. If oh, I were God. God, thou shalt not wear tube socks with flip-flops. <laughs> oh, my God. I need to find my flip-flops. It's flip-flop weather. It is. Um, so, the thing I like about this episode is uh, that, like, nothing really happens. and I think and we've talked about this before but I think that that like adds to their credibility yeah you know because if they if they only released the investigations where they got you know like all this cool evidence like for me I'd be like okay this is stupid. Like, there's no way that you get this kind of evidence every time. You know? Right. So I like that they that they have the ones where they're like, well, we were able to debunk all the things. Or we could debunk some things, 
but not everything, but we didn't get any evidence of our own. You know, like I like that they include those investigations in the show, you know, because I, th I think that it, like, reminds the audience that, you know, uh, just like Jason said on this episode when he's talking to the owners of the, whatever that place, the Topton house, you know, that they're not out there to prove a haunting, they're out there to disprove it. Uh -huh. And, you know, so when that is your goal, then there's going to be a lot of times where you don't see anything. Right. But yeah. if you're out there to prove a haunting, then everything that you see is going to be proof of that haunting. Like, if that's the mindset that you have going into it. Like, you know, if you're out there and you're like, I know that tonight we're going to find evidence of Bigfoot then some brosif coming into your campsite and stealing beer out of your cooler is going to be evidence of Bigfoot, you know? Right. But it's just some <clears throat> brosif stealing beer out of your fucking cooler, you know? It's a dude. Yeah. Yeah, it's confirmation bias. Um, exactly. I think that, and I think that that can go both ways, though, too. I think that sometimes skeptics can be, like, so skeptical as to be ludicrous yes. where it's like okay you are trying so hard to explain what happened that you're making giant leaps in logic that don't make no sense yes yes that is possible like it's definitely a thing where you could go too far the other way right where you're it's a confirmation bias on the skeptics spectrum mm -hmm. where it's like we're so skeptical that if we get any paranormal evidence then automatically none of it is paranormal and it's all absolutely explainable and it's like right because no wait that doesn't make any sense then you get into that thing where it's like well there's no evidence to support it so you must just be hallucinating yeah you know, you're like, crazy you're or you crazy. are on drugs yeah and, um, you know, we've talked about that a lot before, and that's, like, a very dangerous road to go down. Right. To just write people off as, you know, like, insane or on drugs. Right. Just because something happened to them that you can't explain. Yeah, yeah. very, very Western yes. medicine. Yes. And, you know, I, I like to uh, be skeptical, but, like, with an open mind. Right. You know, like, I'm not just going to believe everything people say to me, but I'm not going to not believe everything. You right. Know? Like, you... Because, I mean, sometimes it's not just a piece of dust, Sophie. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's a bug. But also... <laughs> <laughs> what if it's an orb, Heather? It could what be an orb. Real Heather? It could okay. be an orb. Okay. Okay? It's a thing. Right. You know? But it's not always evidence of a haunting. Or Bigfoot. Or Bigfoot. Apparently, and, oh. uh, you know... This is interesting. Apparently, um, oftentimes, 
uh, eyewitnesses when um, they share their sighting of Bigfoot, um, they will often also have sightings of orbs, mm. which is interesting. Like, why would those two things go together? And well, they're not orbs, orbs in that case. They're fairies, and the fairies are following Bigfoot because he's magic. That's right, because he is the king of the forest. Yeah. He's like o Oberon, you know, king of the fairies. Yeah. From a Midsummer Night's Dream. Okay, we hear you. My computer you. just yelled at me. I know. <clears throat> it wants me to optimize my PC, but guess what, Dell? I'm not going to. <laughs> I need a new yeah. one anyway. This computer is, like, dying, I think. It's, like, six years old, which in computer years is, like, 6,000. Yeah, that's ancient. Yeah, and, I mean, it wasn't even, like, you know, one of the upper level ones. It was, like the second to cheapest one that Dell made at the time. So, you know, it was not made to last. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be, like, by the end of the summer, I'm going to be, like, buying a new computer, which is very exciting. Mm. So we'll, we'll see about how that goes. And, um... God, I feel like there was something else I wanted to talk about. <gasps> oh, yeah. Um, I didn't actually watch it, but I, I, um, I will watch it, and we can talk about it next time. Um, Kesha, the singer, has a new paranormal show on Discovery+. Plus. Oh, yeah, what's that called? I think it's called Conjuring Kesha. <laughs> yeah and let me see if I can find the email about it because I, I got an email about it because I'm that cool let's see beep bloop beep beep it's on discovery plus yeah um by the way we are not sponsored by discovery plus we are not trying to convince <laughs> you to get a membership or anything like that or Dell Computers, or any yeah. of the other brand names that we may have mentioned. Um, Coca-Cola. Okay, this is what the email says. Conjuring Kesha is coming July 8th on Discovery+, Plus, and it is going to blow your effing minds. Me and my fellow spiritual explorers have been traveling to the most haunted, energetically wild, interdimensionally active, magical locations ever. This is literally the most insane thing I've ever experienced, and I've experienced a lot of insanity this lifetime. Join me on the adventure. I'm so excited for y'all to see the crazy shit we caught on camera. Neat. Yeah. So I'm excited, because I love Kesha. So even if it's a bunch of BS, I'm, I'm still going to watch it. Cool. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that yeah. goes. I'm also interested in um, Shock Doc's Scream, the true story, or, or something like that. So apparently, the movie Scream, the Scream franchise, was based off of a real murderer. What? Um, yeah, and so 
Stephen Ship Shippy, also known as Prozac, the rapper, is uh, I've never heard going... of any of those people. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> Stephen Shippy is his his normal name. He goes by Prozac as a rapper. Um, yes. but he is a documentarian who has been doing investi paranormal investigations for years, and I actually really like his documentaries. Um, they're pretty good. Um, mm -hmm. and, um, he is doing so with a famous psychic, um, who actually seems like she's legit. She doesn't seem like a cold reader to me. Um, because she won't allow anybody to tell her anything mm -hmm. about shit. Mm -hmm. Um, like they won't even, they won't tell her anything about it. And um, she gets too many things spot on, too many details um, that are like, it's like impossible for her to know. Um, mm -hmm. Like things that the, that the person is actually experiencing in the home, which there's no way you could Google that and, and look that up to like try to figure that out, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so he's gonna be investigating and tr they're going to be trying to contact the original killer, the, the murderer, his ghost. Ooh. Yeah. Fucking weird, huh? Yeah, it's called, um... But... Yeah. It's Steve Shippey and Cindy Kaza. Yeah, it's Scream the True Story. It's a shock doc. And uh, I'm trying to remember Danny Rowling, a.k.a. the Gainesville Ripper. Oh. Does that ring a bell? Yes. Yeah. So the Gainesville Ripper apparently is what scream oh my god i had no idea that those two things were connected mm -hmm. that's so cool i didn't either yeah and i think it's interesting that they're wanting to investigate like and they're going to use this psychic who actually seems like one of the very 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 rare legitimate psychics i've seen out there yeah um except for you know um what's her name because like Long Island me me Long Island Medium or whatever her name is, I can't remember what her name is, mm -hmm. but she totally seems like a cold reader. Oh, she is. There's videos all over YouTube and stuff where she has been caught like faking stuff and getting things way wrong and just total mm -hmm. bullshit. Yeah, she's been. She has been. Um, what's the word? not debunked but defrauded or um i think it is defraud she, defrauded well she's she i don't know she's been exposed as a fake is basically right. what i'm trying to say yeah kim russo i think is her name or something like that god what is her name i can see her hair and it's terrible <laughs> I know. It's awful. Whoever she is, 
She's a, she's a faker. And she's our role model. Yeah, for our, um, for our plan. Our business model. Yes. <laughs> for learning how to cold read. Yep. Anyway, yeah, there's going to be a lot of neat things. And I would love it if we could probably, if we could talk about, you know, some of the other shows, like, like, I really want to show you Ghost Brothers. Yes, I watched that, and I think we also need to try to find episodes of Most Haunted, now that we have finally figured out what the fuck that show was called, that we always make fun of. <laughs> like, I would love to find episodes of it, and actually, like, you know, have some some stats on, like, how often that guy gets, you know, possessed or whatever, and how often the guy's name actually is William and all those things. Because to me, like, looking back on it, it seems like it was every fucking episode. Right. But I'm sure it wasn't actually every fucking episode. But, you know, it must have been a lot for us to feel that way. Yeah, so. that it's William and Mary, the servant girl. Because it's yes. always the same scenario. I know, too, it's well. just and garbage. same name and scenario. Yeah. Yeah, so I think we need to do some uh, recon about Most Haunted. But yeah, like, we definitely can, you know, incorporate other shows. You know, like, I'm definitely going to talk about that fucking Kesha show once I watch it. Oh, so. yeah, and I will eventually share my two crazy experiences that I had at the uh, Hawthorne Theater in Southeast <gasps> Portland. Yes. Because they were pretty much back-to-back, and ever since then, I have, like, absolutely wanted to go and investigate that place. But the issue with it is because of COVID... Now you have to like rent the whole space, which costs like a gajillion dollars. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, maybe if we got enough investigators to all go in on it and like split it up. Yeah. Price wise, then maybe that would be doable. And then that would be great to share with our our listeners, like us actually doing an investigation and getting it videotaped and mm-hmm. the evidence we That'd catch and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. We need to go camping and look for Bigfoot. Oh, yeah. We need to do that, too. And it's summer, so we got to get on it. Mm-hmm. It's already practically the middle of July. Oh, God. I yeah. Know. I know. Like, I got so hot today. Even though, like, this has been a pretty mild July, relatively speaking. Mm-hmm. I got so hot today when I was driving home. And then I remembered that... In a month, I'm going to be in Texas, and oh my god, it's going to be, like, today here, you know, it was like 78 degrees, but today Mm -hmm. in Austin, it was like 105 or something, and it's just going to get hotter next month, and I'm going to be there for 10 days. So I'm probably going to die, but, uh-uh. you know, uh-uh. if I die, just remember, I'm going to love you. I'm going to miss you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Never forget that. 
But remember that you can't die because you're almost finished with your macrame. Oh, God. <laughs> that, like, gave me a little flutter of anxiety. You're not even working on any macrame. I'm, I'm not, but I am working <laughs> on a lot of other things. And just yesterday I bought supplies for other crafts. You're so crafty. I That's bought, so like, neat. a whole big thing of perler beads. You have so many hobbies. I wish I had as many hobbies as you did. I, I can't. Yeah. The problem, though, is that, like, I don't have time to do all of them. Hmm. So, you know, like, I'll get really hyper-focused on one and then, like, move to the next one. And... Um, so I have a lot of things that are unfinished. Right. And, uh, you know, it's just, like, sometimes I'm like, I'm feeling crafty. What do I want to make? But then there's, like, so many options <laughs> that I end up <laughs> not making anything because I'm just overwhelmed with all the <laughs> options. Because I have, like, so many different things that I could do just in this one room where I'm sitting and I'm like looking around at all the things and I'm just like, oh my God, what have I done? Well, yeah, like you have like, what is it? Like a whole bookcase full of crochet weavings or whatever the heck. I don't know what you got in your craft room, but it's a lot. I have like an entire wall of yarn. Yes. And then more yarn in the closet and then other yarn like everywhere. It's just, it's like sprouting up everywhere. I have fabric and stuff for sewing projects. I have jewelry making stuff. I have, well now I have perler beads. I have art supplies and like for, you know, painting and stuff. <sighs> Let's see, I have stuff for like needlepoint and diamond painting. What the hell is that? Diamond painting is um is something that I really like because it's super tedious, but also <laughs> it creates a lot of like microplastics. So part of me is like, maybe I should never diamond paint again. But it's like you get these sheets of like canvas that have a design printed on them and then mm -hmm. over the design there's a grid of very little tiny squares mm -hmm. and each little square has a different like letter or number or symbol in it that coincides mm -hmm. to a different color and then for each color there's a packet of these little teeny tiny sparkly pieces of plastic mm. and the whole canvas is covered in glue and so you take this little thing and you get the proper color of the plastic and you put it on the stickum. Oh, okay, And it creates it. a picture that is all, it's like sparkly. Neat. But it's really just all these little tiny pieces of plastic. And so the part of me that, you know, is like, you know, really into like, the earth and like reducing plastic use and all these things that part of me is like dying inside every time I do it 
but the part of me that is like on the spectrum and loves things that like the more tedious the better you know that's mm -hmm. why i love statistics you right know, if i can just sit and hyper focus on this tedious fucking thing for hours and days and weeks i will be so happy especially if it makes something at the end that's fucking sparkly mm -hmm. you know because i'm also a raccoon and i love sparkly things and right you know so it's uh it's a thing yeah there's probably other crafts in here too oh i have stuff for like um making collages Oh, candles. God. I can't take it anymore, Heather. No. Okay. Yeah. I'm it's, not it's I'm insane. not a crafty person. I'm like the opposite, <laughs> the complete opposite. <clears throat> well, yeah, but you are going to come over and we're going to make vision boards. You have to do That's that. That's true. That'll be the one craft I get you to do. Yeah. I I have committed to that and it is my word. Yes. So, I will I will be holding i will be beholden whatever yeah i will do it and then we'll put it on our facebook page once i get that set up okay <laughs> i can't wait because <sighs> i have all of these awesome like you know psychology today and like counseling oh perfect like, you know magazines that are just useless yeah and like they're just going to go in a landfill anyways. And so and it's probably filled with people making interesting expressions and yeah, you know, Oh, that'll be great. Mm -hmm. I have like gardening magazines and like home decor magazines and fashion and stuff. So I think with all of that combined, we'll come up with some good stuff. Oh yeah. I, I have every doubt I'm going to suck at it, but I'm going to, I'm going to give it my best shot. There is no sucking at making collages. That's true. Like you literally sucking. just find any image that speaks to you in any way, cut it out and glue it on a fucking piece of poster board. And there, that's it. You know, it's art. Well, I beg to differ. Oh. I think that I think I think that I can suck at it. I oh. think it can suck. Oh, we'll I'll have to show you the ones that I made in art therapy and you can um analyze them. <laughs> and also be mildly terrified. <laughs> <laughs> like trying to figure out the inner workings of your mind. Like uh -huh. what is it trying to say symbolic there was one that i did that like you know i didn't really think about it as i was doing it but then we had to like talk about it at the end of the session mm -hmm. and i looked at it and just started to cry i was like i don't even <laughs> know what is happening here uh-huh so yeah i'll put those on the fucking facebook page too everybody can analyze my art therapy shit I'd love that. Oh, my God. Well, my dears and dear. Yes. We should I think uh, it's about time wrap, to wrap it, up. it up. But I do want to say also to the listeners, please email us your stories. 
because um, the only email that we've gotten so far is either, you know, from Google or from you sending me the links to get on the call. Right. Um, so we need listeners to email us your, your stories, your paranormal stories or, you know, Bigfoot stories. Or maybe you have like a chupacabra story or Ooh. wouldn't that be cool? Or, or a just, skinwalker story. Yes. Just any kind of like paranormal crypt, cryptozoology. Any kind of um, interesting story. And, you know, um, if we start getting these stories, we'll probably start sharing more of our own stories. And maybe y'all will get to hear about the fucking monkey man. Oh. Um, which still is, like, the scariest thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> um, yeah, so our email is hofi, H-O-P-H-I-E, 70362, at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. Email us and tell us your stories, and we will read them on the podcast. Oh, uh, yeah. So, um... Yeah, thanks for listening, Sophie. It was awesome to do this again after so many weeks. And by the time anyone hears this, the previous two episodes will be up. <laughs> yeah. Edited and released. <clears throat> as God intended. I, we're going to love you. We're going to miss you. We're going to love you. We're going to miss you. Bye. Bye.